0: Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead. I am so excited to be talking and moderating mostly today because I am a little young for this one. And I've got my friend Scott and co host Micah here today, guys. What are we talking about?
1: We are talking about the to- our, me and Micah's top 10 Super Nintendo games. I always brag on you, Jordan, about how we never have any video game content on Nerd Talk. I think out of all the episodes, maybe there's a few. I think me and Micah talked about Mario Brothers one time, and that, and I think we did a, one other one, but that's it. So today, I think we talked about the NES. I think that was the other one. I think there's only two. And then uh, any ones you talk about Pokemon? Um,
0: any yep. of those I've things. done a couple but, Pokemon ones.
1: But so. other than that, like Super Nintendo, and the Super Nintendo, for me, when I think about retro consoles. I mean, I still think the Super Nintendo and a lot of those games on the Super Nintendo hold up very well. I mean, mm-hmm. the NES, there's some games that the NES holds up well, and there's other games where the NES, it's like, eh, not so much. But I feel like the Super Nintendo, even when I play games that are not like first-party Nintendo games, there's still a lot of games that hold up very well. Um, so I'm I'm very excited about this list, and even though it's the top 10, there's still, I'm looking at my list, I'm like, oh, I should have added this, or oh, I, I, how did I forget this game? So, I'm excited about it. What about you, Micah?
2: I I was thinking about this a couple, I am really excited about this, because Super, Super NES was one of my favorite consoles as well. I was just thinking that, like, um, I was having a conversation with somebody, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And we were just talking about how many titles there were for like the I think it was Jordan because Jordan and I were talking about something and it was like, man, there were so many titles for the PlayStation and the PlayStation Two and that kind of library. But for the SNES, man, there was a lot of games for that console as well. So yeah, it's kind of hard yep. to, to to pick ten of your favorite games um, for the SNES, and it'll be I'm I'm kind of interested to see what your list is, Scott, because you're more of a you know, gamer than I am and just to see if we have any that are the same.
1: It, it will be interesting to see. I think I, I definitely can probably think maybe one. I at least I say we'll have one that we have. It may be in a different spot, but we definitely have one that's probably on both our lists. Do you um, want to do 10 to one or do you want to do one to ten? Let's let's go ten to one because I, I like to talk because I want to brag about my number one. <laughs> <laughs> can I guess what your number one is I'm sure you probably could guess what my number one is, but we'll we'll see. How about this? Make a mental note of what it is and we'll see yes. if you're right. So let's take it back to Jordan because we said he's moderating this thing and you and me are just talking like a bunch of girls in listen, the room.
0: Listen, I'm I'm good with it because the reality is this. This specific game system was released in what year? Nineteen
1: ninety-five. It was released 19... in
0: 1995. Okay. No. So I might No, it
2: was ninety or ninety-two.
1: I don't know. I, uh, I, I got to Google, Google it,
0: it real quick. Okay. So even if it
1: was 95. Because Super Mario World came out in 92. Oh, so Super Nintendo came out in 1990. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this, this specific
0: system is five years older than me. So I I love you guys, but I don't play a lot of retro games. I didn't grow up with a Nintendo. I didn't have that kind of stuff. So my dad was not a, a guy who introduced me into video gaming. Um, I, I kind of had to pick that up on my own, and so I have no idea on a lot of this. I couldn't even tell you a game that's on this system. All I know is that it was a cartridge, and if it didn't work, you had to f- and try and try and get the cartridge back in, and then just see if it worked. So, with that, so, let's go ahead well, and hit your number tens.
1: And here's well, here's something interesting too about this, and it, and it's, this is more just the idea of game console, like right now. We're talking about, like, right now, people are thinking that, like, the Switch 2 is going to come out this year. Like, there's going to at least be an announcement about it. But the, so, you know, a lot of the times, consoles are coming out every, you know, five or seven years. The discontinuation of the Super Nintendo in North America was 1999. The latest it was discontinued it was discontinued in the U- UK in 2005. So it was oh introduced so almost 10, 10 years. years. So, yeah. So, I mean, you're going from like North America, almost nine years to 15 years that the Super Nintendo was relevant and people were still getting games and playing on them. I mean, me, people oh, who do now. I mean, people still play some of those old retro games now, whether through emulation or through having the actual console playing it. So, um, yeah. So number 10, Who who, who do you want to go first?
0: Scott, since you're since you're visiting on our our podcast, we'd love to have you uh, go first, my friend.
1: Okay, so I want to tell a story about this game. So this <laughs> game I got um, I, this game I got by accident because there was a game I was over at a friend's house and he had this game and I was playing it with them and it was so awesome. And actually, that game's my number one. But, but I'm not going to say the name. But I remember I couldn't remember I couldn't remember the name of the game. All I could tell my mom is that there was a sword on the cover of the game. That was the only thing I knew about this game. So my mom decides to go to the local game shop and say, hey, I need a game. Can you show me games that have a sword on the cover? And the guy goes, yeah, here's this game with the sword on the cover. So my mom thought, this is the game that my son's talking about. She buys it. I opened up for Christmas, and I have no clue what this game is. But I played this game, and it's probably one of the most underrated games. It's so good, and I feel like it doesn't get enough love. And my number 10 is a game called Soul Blazer. And Soul Blazer is an action RPG where you are an angel. You're sent by God to come to Earth to kind of recreate Earth. Because Earth has been devastated by a dark force. So you're going around and you're battling all these monsters and you're freeing and you're basically kind of creating plants and life and human beings as you're defeating all these dark monsters through the world. And each world you go to had these different stories and it was very interesting. And then I didn't realize that eventually this game was kind of the pre- the, the first game. And then there's two other games in part of this trilogy uh, the second game being Illusion of Gaia, and the third game being Enigma, which was never released in the United States. It was only released in the UK. Um, but yeah, Soul Blazer was just a fun game. It was a very interesting game. The music was banging. Uh, the mechanics were very smooth. And actually on my uh, Twitch channel years ago, I actually played through the whole trilogy. So I obviously started with Soul Blazer and it was just good to kind of, play that game and that was probably like maybe eight years ago i did that but yeah soul blazer was my number 10 you ever hear soul blazer micah i haven't i don't like yeah. when you said sword on the cover i i wasn't that wasn't what i was thinking of but yeah yeah and again the, that's definitely not what i was thinking of doing when i opened up this game i was so disappointed
2: do you do, played, like, this do you remember the game killer instinct it was kind of like a knockoff mortal kombat I do I do remember the Game Killer Instinct. Yeah, so like the cartridge was black and then um one of the characters was holding a sword and it was yeah, kind of full like sideways. Gore. Yeah, and I was thinking that's the game you were picking. That was where that, that was where I thought you were going. But nope, that's not it. Nope. Um for my number ten, uh Boy 2. Oh wow. And the reason I picked that was I know that
0: one. I know that one. (laughs) I want that stated. I know this game.
2: That says the moderator. Um, I just remember that game being incredibly difficult. And, Mm. you know, for the graphics, for the time that it was, it kind of reminds me of Excite Bike for the NES, but with a little bit more complicated, uh, Mm. you know, strategy behind it. So like Paperboy 2 was literally, you're a paperboy, right? And you're riding a bike and the levels just get incredibly hard. And like, you have to go around trash cans and you have to go around construction pieces and there's a dog chasing you. And I think at some point there was like ghosts or something that come out of the bushes and try to scare you, like Mm. all of these things. And I just remember my younger brother, who was special needs, struggles with video games growing up. Mm. And so he used to get so mad that he couldn't beat games like I could. And so this was a great example of one of the games that Justin just, just didn't play. But I enjoyed it because it was something different um, from what I normally played, as far as games are concerned.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I don't think I ever. I mean, I had the original Paperboy for the NES, but I don't think I ever played Paperboy Two. Hmm. Like I remember the game, but I don't think I ever played it. So that's a so that's a good one. I like that one. That was pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. Number nine. All right. So you want me to go with number nine then? Yeah. We'll just yeah. Go, back go and ahead. Course. Yeah. All right. So, Micah, you already said my number nine. It's Killer right. Instinct. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, now the reason why I have Killer Instinct on this game, because, you know, my parents were pretty, my parents were weird because they were pretty conservative in some ways. And especially the Super Nintendo was kind of like when they started getting the rating system and you started to have M rated games. Like, I remember getting Wolfenstein 3D, running that from Blockbuster for the Super Nintendo. And my mom had to basically approve it before I could get it. And she's like, "Oh, is this okay?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're just shooting shooting Nazis." She's like, "Oh okay, you know that's good." But when Mortal Kombat was coming out, <laughs> but when Mortal Kombat was coming out, there was a lot of stuff in the news on how evil this game was. So my parents were not big in the Mortal Kombat and that grotesque violence and all the blood. So when Killer Instinct came out, uh, that was the one game I was able to get. And I remember playing Killer Instinct, and what I liked about Killer Instinct was not only the different characters, but then when you get towards the end, when there life bars getting towards the end, you could input a move, and it was more combo-based, where I felt like Street Fighter II was more of kind of like doing those special moves, like the Haruken and and all those things, and then Mortal Kombat had their fatality system, Um Killer Instinct was like the first 16-bit generation that worked on combos and trying to make sure you had the big combos. And even after you you did a combo, they would say, oh, you did like a 14-hit combo and here's how much damage you did to your opponent and they would give you the percentage. And towards the end of their life, like if you start doing a combo, you could do one little thing and you would automatically do like a ultra combo. And what was always so funny, like I was so good at it, like I would always bother my friends because I would act like I'm hitting the buttons because once you pulled it off, the computer would automatically do these combos and you didn't have to even touch the controllers. So sometimes I would act like I'm doing it. Then it got to the point where I was so arrogant that after I would pull it off and I knew I did I put the controller down, I'd just stare at them and there was nothing they could do. And I just watched the horror as they were going to lose because I just pulled off the ultra combo, especially in those close matches. Like I was very petty, but pure Instinct is definitely my number nine. <laughs>
2: I just liked that game because it was so different, you know, like it was, it was like Mortal Kombat, but it was still different in respect to playing kind of like a fighting style game. And like you said, there was different characters and yeah. I thought it was so
1: cool that the cartridge was black and instead of oh, the yeah. traditional gray or silver. Um, and I still play Killer Instinct. I still play the newer one on the Xbox We still um, do a couple of online plays too. And then you can also play as the Battletoads on there as fighters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I just remember, I just remember it being just so different, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. um, you kind of mentioned Mortal Kombat just a minute ago, but for my, my number nine was Mortal Kombat two, mm. and that that's probably one of the more popular Mortal Kombat games out there. Scott, you can correct me as the the residential game historian, but I think the second one. Wasn't it more popular because of just the library and the characters?
1: And... I think, I think, so I think what makes Mortal Kombat 2 significant because when Mortal Kombat 1 came out on the Super Nintendo, you couldn't, you didn't have no blood. Yes. And and that was the big thing because then Sega's like, ha ha, we have blood, you don't. So Mortal Kombat 2 was the first game on the Super Nintendo that allowed you to have blood. And then you have the setting where you could turn it off because, you know, some parents. But I almost feel like, Mortal Kombat 3 on the Super Nintendo would probably be, at least for me, I think that was probably the bigger one because you had so many characters you could play with. But I feel like Mortal Kombat 2 had a was special because it did have the blood. And even though you had a, a more of expanded roster, it wasn't too convoluted. because especially when you got to Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate Edition, there were so many characters. It was almost overwhelming sometimes with how many characters you had on that 16-bit system. I remember with like the Mortal Kombat three, it
2: was a lot of the older characters, but they were different versions of them. Yeah, and then and then they introduced some newer characters as well. Um, I just like the library characters in the second one, and the the, the like, especially Raiden, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it just felt like you know the second one was good. I'm sorry the first one was good but the second one was just like the empty ante. and then the third one was like okay this is great but it's not as good as the the first or second one and then so on and so forth so Mortal Kombat 2 is my number 9
1: all right so my number 8 is a game called Act Razor now Act Razor is an interesting game because it's like a it's like kind of it's it's and again it's kind of like Soul Blazer in some way where you're 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 this angel coming down and you're fighting bad guys and you're trying to repopulate the Earth. That's kind of like the main story. I love how but, you're picking
2: all these random titles that I've never heard.
1: Of. So ActRaiser is interesting because there's a part where you go and you, and it's almost like a side-scroller, like a side-scroller beat-em-up, where you're going around and you're fighting enemies and then you fight a boss. But then at the end, it goes into a simulation where now you're moving around and you're trying to build houses and replant trees and you're this angel moving around and you're trying to, like repopulate the earth and then eventually get to a point where you have to go to this other portal and fight some more enemies and then you repopulate there so it was a, it almost was interesting because it was a mixture of action and then also uh, simulation which i thought was very interesting and, and interestingly enough they actually remastered that game and you can actually download it on the switch so they remastered it called like act razor renaissance i believe it's what it's called but yeah, it's a really cool game. It is def- I think it was like one of those games that was really um, innovative and ahead of its time way back then. So, that's mine. That was your number eight, huh? That was my number eight.
2: For my number eight, I'm going to go Mega Man X. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a
1: good one. I know that one. I know Mega Man so so i like, I know that one.
0: I feel like Captain America. Like, I understood that reference. Like, it's just one of those things. But no, seriously, uh, Mega Man. I, uh, Dude, I I loved playing Mega Man. I played on my uh, Game Boy. I played the Game Boy versions.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed Mega Man X. I enjoyed all the Mega Man games. But, like, I just remember Mega Man being just so different from, like, your Marios, your, you know, other games, like, where you're having to kill a boss or a villain or whatever. But, like, it was just some of the actions that you could do within the game, like climbing on the side of the wall or sliding down the wall and the way you jumped and the way that you could shoot and get different, you know, whatever weapons yeah. and X, Y, Z. I just thought that that gameplay
1: was so cool. Um, do you remember how many Mega Man games there were? Oh, there's a, oh, well, it depends. Cause there's at least the, just the Mega Man games, there's at least 10 Mega Man games. I believe there's, five Mega Man X games, and then there's like Mega Man Zero. So there's a lot of Mega Man games. Yeah, Mega Man X is my, my number eight. That's that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. So my number seven, and I think this is the one you probably have on your list as well, and you're probably mad that I probably have it at seven. I have Super Mario World as my seven.
0: I know that one too.
1: I know that one. No, but I, I mean... I think with Super Mario – I think Super Mario World was a great game because when you think about – and, again, if we go back to the NES, you had Mario Brothers 1, which I think still kind of holds up. It was still kind of innovative for an 8-bit system. And then you go from Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario Brothers 3 because I'm not counting Super Mario Brothers 2 as the answer. That's a clone. (laughs) So but Super Mario Brothers 3 – which was like, oh, wow, look at all these cool things. You have this world map. You can do this stuff. And then you get to Super Mario World where you have Yoshi, but then you have all these different items that you can do. But then there's like these secret worlds. I think it was also the introduction. I think that was also the introduction of Boo Houses, where you could go in and they have all these Boo Houses and you had these different rooms and they're kind of like almost like little puzzles. And then... You know, I always liked the thing where you find the key and then you go into the keyhole and it opens up the world and you kind of go a different path. And I just thought, like, that whole Super Mario World was just great. And the music was good, too. I mean, and the graphics were great. Like, I I really enjoyed Super Mario World, but it was one of those games that I didn't play till towards the end of the SNES lifecycle because I didn't get on board at the very beginning when that game first came out, it took me a while to actually get to that game. I think I actually played Super Mario World 2 before I actually played Super Mario World.
2: (laughs) Fun fact, I never beat Super... Are you talking about Yoshi's Island? Yoshi's Island, yeah. Yeah, I never beat that one. I played it. I just never beat it. What? I just never... I never played it all the way through.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I don't know why. I have it. I own it. I don't... I just... Yeah. Um...
1: But I'll talk about Snowden, Su- that's something you can do, right?
2: Yes. Um, I'll talk about Super Mario World when I visit it later in my, my, my list. Um, for my number seven, I have Super Punch-Out. Ooh, that's another good one. And the reason I picked Super Punch-Out was like, I struggle with it. I beat that game before. I beat it when I was a kid. But even to this day, I just... You know, there's a trick for every opponent that you have. But it's like man, this game's tough, and there's different circuits, there's different, you know, different you know, tiers that you can go up, and so, like, I just remember, like, I remember my mom rented that game for me from, like, a video game store, like, a video store when I was younger, and I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get to Mike Tyson, I gotta get, you know, I gotta get to the the last level, but I only have it for two days, and then mom's gotta take it back to the, the video game store. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, trouble's of living as a '90s kid, right? Like, yeah, you didn't own a game, or you borrowed a game from a friend, and not everything was digital. And so, yeah. So,
0: okay, real quick, joke. I gotta, I gotta inject or interject here. So, uh, Scott, you had said uh, Mario Three. That yeah, I Super understood that one. I played well. He he said Super Mario World, but he made a reference to Mario Three. Is that the one where it's like little squirrel raccoon suit thing? Yes. Yes. See, I it's know too, that one. Seems-
1: I know that one.
0: I know that one. Yeah, no, that was one of the few games that I remember playing uh, at New Year's Eve parties, and and we referenced that one. Um, I think Mike and I had talked about that with with one of our other uh, video game episodes that we did, but I I very much enjoyed that one, and so I do know that one, so.
1: All right. So my number six is the game Secret of Mana, which is a action RPG where you are a boy that finds this sword hidden in the woods, and then it ends up unleashing this evil, and you have to go and kind of save it. It was an action RPG. It was one of the games where you could actually have three people play at once because you had three protagonists, and you could play all at once. And um, music was good. And the map was good. It also used the Mode 7 uh, capabilities that the Super Nintendo was known for for a lot of different games from Star Fox to um, F-Zero. And I it's one of those games that I still enjoy playing and and even enjoy playing even to this day. I think I even played it recently again, but it's just so good. I just really like and they're coming out with the new M- Mana game in that series um this year. So I'm very excited to see if that's actually good or if it's gonna flop. So because <laughs> there's some M- mana games that are really bad and they flop. So um, but secret of mana definitely holds a Near and dear one, I remember running that game pretty much anytime I went to the video game store. If it was in stock, I was running that game. So.
2: so are we on number six now or we are number six. Okay. So speaking of Mario, um, I I've shared this story on Nerd Talk several times and um my very first uh, console was the Super NES, and I, I always, I've shared that my parents didn't make a lot of money back then, and my uncles went on it together, and um, they bought me and my brother our first video game console, which just so happened to be the Super NES. The game that came with the, the console was Super Mario All-Stars. Now, hmm. there were two different versions of Super Mario All-Stars, Super Mario All-Stars, and then Super, Super Mario All-Stars with Super Mario World added. So like when we bought our when we got our first Super Nintendo, that was the game we got. So it was Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World. Mm. Oh yeah. My, but for my pick, I, I picked Super Mario All-Stars. And I play that on my Switch pretty regularly. Um it's it's really cool because it's basically four games in one. And you get Super Mario Brothers, which is like the 1985 classic. And the cool part about these for the for the 16-bit the super nes is that they they're pretty much they're remasters right so like yeah. they're different versions of the same game but with better graphics better quality mario looks a little bit better when you rescue the princess at the end of the 85 mario she actually looks like a princess instead of a little kid i mean like, there's, <laughs> right there's like the, these little things that they've done to improve it re-enhance it and make it better so um you get super mario brothers Super Mario 2, the one Scott says, this isn't a real game, and we know it's a real game. Um, The Lost Levels and Super Mario 3. And so I just remember being a kid, like, man, I get all these games on the same cartridge, but they're just different games. So I still play that game even to this day. It's on my NES, uh, or not my NES, my my Nintendo Switch, um, Super Nintendo catalog. So I play that pretty regularly.
1: Ah, good, good, good all right all scott right. halfway there we're halfway there um my number five is the game earthbound oh i was wondering if that was gonna be that game like i did i just recently did a playthrough of the s- entire series and, and originally in japan it's called mother Um, uh, but then in england but then so they have like Mother one, mother two, and mother three. Mother two is Earthbound, and man, I played the heck out of the game. I remember buying that game, and it came with a player's guide, a big box, and the game was just so different because all a lot of role-playing games, it's usually fantasy land, and you're a, a knight, and you're fighting dragons and goblins and and all this stuff. But Earthbound was different because you're just a kid in like a normal United States, and there's an alien invasion. And you're just trying to save these townspeople from an alien invasion. And it was just such a cool game. And it was just really cool. And then I still remember that game because I remember in the back of the player's guide that came with the game, there was a um, trading card. And there was a mystery trading card that you had to scratch and sniff. And if you're able to identify what that smell was, you'd get a prize. So I smell it. And I'm like, oh, this smells like pizza. So I write pizza. I send it into Nintendo. I get something back from Nintendo. They give me a pizza, a pepperoni pizza air freshener. And the, the legend goes is it's seventh grade. And this thing stank. It smelled so bad. So what I did is in seventh grade, I went to my locker. I opened up this air freshener and put it in my locker. And it smelled so bad. It was going into the hallway that literally someone opened up my locker, ripped it out of my locker, and threw it on the floor because it smelled so bad. <laughs> but yeah, Earthbound's just such a fun game. And, and there's so many zany characters. And, and there's a lot of great humor in that game. Sometimes even, especially playing it now or recently, there's some humor that I'm like, oh, I don't know how they got away with this. <laughs> because this is kind of very raunchy. Uh, but it's definitely such a good game. And I know it's they're celebrating their, like, 30th anniversary of that game, I believe. So, and I heard that, and at least the rumor is, is that there's going to be some type of announcement of something that they're doing with the Earthbound series. So, not really sure what that means, but there you have it. Number five. Do you remember the Power Rangers game? I never played it, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, so
2: I really like the Power Rangers game. That's my number five pick, just because I went through a phase as a kid, just really liking the Mighty, Morph- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series mm. that was on TV. I ran home every day, had to had to watch the latest episode. You know, um, the g- I remember the game not being very long, but it was cool because you could pick which Power Ranger you wanted to be, and then um, ultimately you you know you got to the. You got to read a repulsa at the end, um, and Goldar, but like you had to fight some of the villains that you would see in the TV show, and then you would fight some of the uh, the what was it called the Putty Boys or the whatever they were called. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they, they, were
2: they were called Putties. Um, yeah, the Putties. They had to fight Putties throughout the levels. The levels the levels are pretty cool. So like um, it was just a pretty the design of it was, it was you know it was a side to side kind of game but it was just it was cool to like as a as a kid that really enjoyed the power rangers to to play that game and that yeah. was a, one of the cool things about the snes you know it was like the fact that um you know you get to play some of these games in real time that were like tv shows or movies for example like home alone there was home alone games yeah um there was a bugs Bunny game there mm-hmm. you know like xyz so yeah. what about number four scott what, what was your four pick my number four pick is
1: the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Dang, I thought that was gonna be your number one. Ooh, no, it's not. But I mean, this Zelda game—I I love Zelda, but I like Link to the Past. I still probably think it's probably my favorite Zelda game. Um, just because it was—it holds up very well. The story's interesting, and then not only that, but then even after you get through kind of like the first half of it. You now go to a whole different world. It's like the dark version of Hyrule. So you had a whole new map and a whole new enemies. And it was something that was just very mind-blowing and different than, um, than the previous Zelda game of Zelda and Zelda two.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, number four for me is Donkey Kong country. Hmm. And I played that game recently and did like a run of it. And as a kid, you don't realize how, I don't I do know want to say this, how short games actually are. But mm-hmm. out of the Donkey Kong games, like, you know, the original SNES run, there was the one, two, and three. Uh, the second was Diddy's Adventure. The third one was something i figure the third one was called. dixie
1: kong diddy he, diddy's he, and yeah, it was like dixie kong's
2: quest was number yeah, three yeah yeah so um i remember that the by the time you get to the three the map was huge mm-hmm. the second was a little bit bigger than the first but the first one was really short and i remember that playing that recently but like i also remember that that game was pretty difficult for me when i was a kid and like, it's all about timing, and it's all about the stupid barrels and shooting out with the barrels at the time, especially, like, when it's snowing and they're going quicker. And, um, it, yeah, so Donkey Kong Country.
1: All right. So did my you like that game? Th- I did like that game. Okay. Um. So number three, when I had a subscription to Nintendo Power, occasionally I would get um, VHS tapes sent to me about some new games or new products that Nintendo was coming out. And I remember getting this tape and it was green and it had some yellow on it. And I opened it up, I put in my VCR and when I played it, I was blown away by just the graphics, the music and everything. And that game was Donkey Kong country. That's my number three. <laughs> um, and, and what I like about Donkey Kong, I mean, I know a lot of times, like when you ask people like, for the Super Nintendo era, like what was their favorite Donkey Kong country? A lot of people say Donkey Kong Country 2, um, but I think Donkey Kong Country 1 is such a good start to the game. It introduces all your characters; you kind of know the backstory of everything. And um, me and my son recently, we um, especially having the um, having the um, the Switch Online pass where you can play all the retro games. Me and him actually did a run through, and we played through Donkey Kong together as a team. Played through Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong Country Two, and Donkey Kong Country Three. And I think, you know, at least for and they and all three of them are very difficult. Like there's times where literally I had to carry my son through some of these levels because he could not get through them. Um, well, do yeah, you remember no, the uh, the spider oh, the yeah. third
2: one? That oh, one was yeah. difficult. And then in the second one, there's a level where you have to keep going up because the water and the law is turning into lava yeah. and green and acid and all this stuff. And you have no time. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So, yeah, I think like with that, those are some, yeah, but I mean, I remember, and the, and I think the other thing, the other videotape I got from Nintendo was during the N64 thing. And it was about the rumble pack. And they're like, Oh, Wow, I felt the, I, it's like I'm in the game because this little thing rumbles when you plug in your 64 controller, which now almost every controller has like a rumble functionality now. Uh, but that was something that was innovative during the 64. So it's just, it's just funny. But yeah, Donkey Kong Country is my number three. Number three for me is, he's on fire. Ooh, NBA Jam. Wow. Now, is it NBA Jam or NBA Jam Tournament Edition? NBA Jam, just the original. All right.
2: um, and for those who don't know, you know, that are into, you know, sporting games, NBA Jam was awesome. Like it had, oh. it, it was two on two. It had two of the, but like, I think you could swap players out, <laughs> but like great example of your, your two people, like you could have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on Chicago Bulls together and mm-hmm. you could have, you know, retro teams, teams that were older, whether it was, you know, the Boston Celtics with Larry, Larry Bird or whatever. And like, it was two on two. And I just remember, you know, being at sleepovers with friends and playing this game. And it's like, you know, you would get on this, this rally where you were beating the team so bad that like you would say he's on fire or the game would say you're on fire. The room would catch on fire. You could break the glass, you know, slam dunk, do all these crazy things. Um, And about, I don't know. Seven eight years ago, there was a version I had on my iPad. It wasn't nearly as good as mm-hmm. the the Super NES version, but yeah,
1: NBO Jam was such a good game. Yeah, that's that is a good one. All right. Oh man, number two. So my number two is the game Corano Trigger. You ever heard of Corano Trigger? I've not. So Corano Trigger is an interesting game. It's another RPG. But it's very interesting because it's more kind of an action, turn-based role-playing game. Uh, There's different elements. But what made this game so interesting is not just the characters in the story, but you travel through time. There's a time rift, and you're traveling through time, and you're meeting these new characters. And then when you beat the game, this was the very first game that introduced the New Game Plus system, where you could go back and you can unlock multiple endings of the game. Depending on when you fight the final boss within starting a new game. And um I've I've beaten Chrono Trigger, but I've never actually done the whole let's play this game again and try to unlock all the different endings. Um maybe that's something I might do in the future. But I mean, I feel like that game was so good and um that I just absolutely and, and it's one of those games that I think, like even now, it still holds up to this day, and it's still innovative. I think there's a lot of people who really want to see like a remaster, or remake, or maybe like you know, like a 3D remaster, like they did with the Final Fantasy VII thing, where they've kind of like done a whole blown remaster of it. Some people want to see like a new like remaster of Coroano Trigger, which because um, they did one on Coroano Cross, they did a remaster of their sequel, Coroano Cross, but never the first game. So, um, but that's my number two.
2: Um, Number two for me is probably one of my favorite games of all time. But specifically for the SNES is TMNT 4 Turtles in Time. Ooh, that's a good one too. That's a good one. My brother and I would play that just until we couldn't play it anymore. And the cool part about it was like if you were having a sleepover, it was a Friday night. Whatever. You could beat the whole game in an hour, hour and a half, two hours, something like that. But, like, it was great because you could have multiple players. You could have the, you know, you could continue you could come back and do all those things, right? But, like, different villain. And then, like, about halfway through, you got to fight Shredder. And then Shredder gets away. And then, like, towards the end of the game, the levels get harder. But you get to face Super Shredder at the very end. Super Shredder is the 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 big bad, the, the very last opponent that you have to, to play. But like, it's funny because you're in New York city for like the first four or five levels. And then when you, you beat shredder the first time he runs away and then he banishes you into a time machine. And that's why it's called turtles in time. Um, and then you go on like prehistoric times mm-hmm. where you're fighting and dinosaur level. There's a, there's a level where you're on a ship and yeah. there's a level, I don't know, man, there's so many different levels. Um, Good maps, good game. You could be all four turtles. You could pick, Um, Uh and and then it was a good game to play with a friend too. Like you could beat up on people at the same time. I just remember just being such a cool concept.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got number one now, right? Oh boy! Wait, 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 wait.
0: Before we get to our number ones, all right. I want in on this one. I did my research, boys. I have one. Are you he hasn't ready? He has
2: said anything the entire time, and now he wants to. <laughs> and I was like, like hey, one. i to join it. He's just enjoyed it. Because
1: I, I have like, one. Man, I feel like I'm left out now. Instead of him saying, I know um, that one. I know that one. I
0: know those, but I have one that's not been said yet. And watch, I'm going to snipe Micahs. You ready? Here we go. Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers was on SNES. No, what it, it said. It said, what? I looked it up. Super Smash right Brothers here. came
1: out on the 64. It never was on the SNES. Super and that was
0: my number one. On it. <laughs> what? I'm... Wait, oh, I, I, I lied. <laughs> it's Mario Kart. That's what, that was oh, what it said. Mario Kart. <laughs> I said the wrong Super one, my Smash bad. Brothers, like, wait, no. No, that was the 64. You are right, yes. <laughs> see, I'm see. right. See, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm over guy. here like I I should not even be on this episode because I I slaughtered the one time that I wanted to say
1: something. <laughs> yes, you you you, you you were you were puffing your chest up. You're like, oh yeah, man, i was excited. I mean, you know what the best SNES game? is? I'm gonna take Micah's as number one pick. It's Super Smash. But i on the Super Nintendo.
0: Welcome to Nerd Talk.
1: All right, well, now we have to build back up to our number one now for me. My-
2: <laughs> it wasn't Mario Kart, and it definitely wasn't Super Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> but it well, was Mario. Su- <laughs> well, I'm actually surprised that we at least got... Well, we both had Donkey Kong Country on our list, so that's good. Um, but my number one... Is final fantasy three or basically final fantasy six um that was the game that had the sword on it that i wanted for christmas that my mom got soul blazer which just my top ten but that game was so good because you had all these characters and it was you had all these different characters you could play with all these different special abilities it was a role-playing game uh each character had its own like backstory so you're kind of like oh so you're very invested in all these characters And not only that, it was the first game that I played where you you think you're fighting the final boss and you're getting ready to fight the big bad. And you get to a point where everything goes disastrous to the point where the whole world gets destroyed. And then there's this whole second act of the game where you're basically trying to refind everybody that got scattered and basically trying to... Build a life on this world that has been in complete ruin, and then also try to fight the big bad again, and then you have this epic boss battle that went in four stages, and I and it was also a game where you could play with two other with with another person, so you could have two players play this role playing game, and I can remember having my friends over, staying the night, that we go and we fight Kefka, and we would grind and we lose, and I think there was one time where me and my bus buddy steve we're playing we're playing we're playing and we get to the final form of kefka we're grinding and we're dying and we're reviving we're doing all this stuff and then finally we heard this crack and we beat the game and then after you beat the game there's almost like this like five to ten minute epilogue of everybody's conclusion to everyone's story and it was just like one of these like it was almost like watching a cinematic masterpiece that you played on a video game on in a 16 bit form. So a final fantasy three or final fantasy six. Um, and it actually was the first game that really got me into the whole final fantasy um, franchise. So that's my number one. Let me guess your number one, super Mario world. It is. <laughs>
2: But it's not safe for Smash Brothers.
1: <laughs> I know that things,
0: one. Things, things, I will never, ever be able to live down. See,
1: this is why Jordan does not This is why Jordan does it. Do video game for nerd talk. He gets to this point where he goes, "Oh yeah, I know that one." Smash I Brothers get so Super excited Nintendo.
0: that I completely miss it. Well, no, you can do
1: I, video game ones, just don't do it with me because I'll be like, "No, man." It's like no. Micah and Jake when we did that, like best like, oh <laughs> superhero movies.
0: Oh, so Micah, you you're number one. Super Micah, Mario World. One.
1: Super Mario World.
2: Yes, it's Super Mario World. Um, I just I love that game. Every you know, like everything from the map, like Scott was hearing earlier and the the experience of like there were just so many levels and it was such a big map that you had to beat and so um you know it was such a like super mario 3 is probably like the next one to me that's my favorite like just because there's so many good things about it um and the map was just as big i think of the super mario world mad so many levels and um there was slight differences between the two games, but, um, super Mario world was like probably one of the first games I'd be, one of the games I still beat to this day. And then I'm, I'm recently really into the super Mario Kaizo ROM hacks where, you know, basically taking the super Mario world game that we know and love and making it completely hard and making these newer levels that are ridiculous. So, um, Mario has just lived on and been a part of my life ever since I started playing video games. So, Um, yeah Super Mario World I I like Mario Kart but I I think I like the Mario Kart for 64 better than I like the one for Super NES
0: that's fair that's fair I well so the reason I even say that is um, I really enjoy Mario Kart and Mario Kart 8 recently uh, one of my workers uh, or fellow people on staff um, their child came into the office the other day and He started talking a bunch of smack and I was like, dude, like I've got a switch in my office. If you really want to go and and, like get this thing all figured out, let's go. Um, And he's like eight or nine and like he just smack talking me. And I'm like, I'm showing you no mercy, dude. Like I'm just going to wipe the floor with you. And there was uh, because the the Super Mario Kart 8 had like tracks from all the old ones. And so it was really, really cool to have that. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Mario Kart. That's that's the one.
1: Hmm.
0: Any other thoughts on video games before we wrap this episode up, guys?
1: Nah, man. I mean, I mean, again, Super Nintendo and even like Micah, you mentioning some of the games that on your list, it's like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Like there, I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's very few bad Super Nintendo games where I would be like, ooh, this is really bad. Like, I could probably think of a few. I mean, there's been times where I've rented games for the NES at Blockbuster, and I've had them for a couple of days. I remember getting it, playing it for like maybe an hour. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to send this back because this game's trash. Um, But yeah, Super Nintendo, um, definitely a lot. And especially, I think, the Super Nintendo, even though you could do multiplayer with uh, the NES, I mean, Super Nintendo was like right when – I started to kind of develop my friends group from school and we would hang out at each other's homes. And I mean, you know, one game that none of us mentioned was like super street fighter 2, which that was another big one that I remember going over was another one. Star Fox. I mean, there's, there's a lot that, I mean, that's the hard part. Like with the top 10, like there's so many good games. I think this is why, like, even people who are listening to this episode we're thinking about super Nintendo, they'll be like, Oh, I, I don't even know what this game is. Or they may be like, oh, wow, they put, like, S- Scott put Super Mario World at seven? Oh, my gosh. Like, that guy's insane. But it's like, but, I mean, I was an adventure. I was an action-adventure RPG guy. That's when I really got into that. So that's why, like, a lot of my top five are mostly adventure role-playing games because that's what I played a lot during the Super Nintendo uh, life cycle. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Guys, thank you so much for being on this episode and talking about video games and, and some retro stuff with us. Uh, for all of you guys out there, definitely check us out. We've got a ton of episodes. We're coming up on three years this April. And so we want you guys to celebrate with us. We're really excited as we're approaching the three year mark. Um, definitely one check us
1: and And one way you can celebrate with us is by playing Super Smash Brothers on the SNES with Jordan Halstead.
0: Like I said, I'm never going to live that down. Oh, my hey. gosh. All right. Uh, go ahead and check out the Scott Stedman podcast as well. Scott runs that one with with co-host Micah. Um, Micah, you, you've you been holding both me and Scott up for a couple of years now, so thank you for, for loving on us. And uh, for all of you out there, we love you guys. We're so thankful for you guys being a part of this. And we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.